welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast with Mike Leone, Tony Sicana from DailyRoto.com. Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, Tony, how are you? I'm doing good. You know, I could be doing better in Daily Fantasy Baseball, but uh, I'm not complaining. It's interesting. Billy Burns has been on three times. I don't think he's stolen a base yet. They won't let him run? That's the whole reason we took Billy was to uh, get some speed there against Kurt Suzuki. He's been one of the the worst catchers at at throwing runners out the past few seasons. So uh, I just picked up Burns in a few NFBC leagues, actually. So I I need him to run more for for than just DFS. How much did it cost you to acquire him? He only cost me like twenty bucks in the two leagues, which I was surprised by. And in both the leagues I got him, I actually drafted him, dropped him, and then had to pay to get him back. I'm not sure what's going to happen when Chris gets back, which sounds like it could be soon, but I'm hoping he sticks around because Gentry and Fold have just been awful offensively. It's Tony Sicata, Mike Leone, Daily Roto Podcast. You can also hear it on the Fantasy Sports Network. It's fantasysportsnetwork.com. Call your local cable provider. Uh, get all the coverage you can get in daily fantasy sports, yearly fantasy sports. They got some gambling over there. They got some boxing. They got whatever you need. Fantasysportsnetwork.com. Make sure you check that out. Mike, interesting. After two hours tonight, Colorado, Arizona gets called off. I wonder how many people out there in fantasy land basically uh, waited and kept their players in the lineup tonight. So it did officially get called? The last I thought. Yeah, just in the last five minutes. Ah, okay, so that's interesting. I wonder, we'll probably get the same pitchers tomorrow that we're supposed to go tonight, which means uh, those Arizona right-handed bats look pretty good. Maybe on, in cores they're probably still priced. Uh, guys at a, at a cheaper price because the sites are now pricing for platoon splits, especially draft kings where they think they're going to be facing a righty and then they face a lefty and you you can catch some guys. But being in cores, that might not be the case. It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. And what do you do in this type of situation where it looked like it was a possibility to play, and it's such a game with a huge total. Heck, I played it safe and I went with the Houston Astros uh, tonight and that put up one run. (laughs) Yeah, I think you got to play it safe in cash games. There was enough risk and we knew the risk at lock time that that's pretty much what drew advised our subscribers and our alerts was pull the guys in cash games if you want some exposure on a a multi-entry tournament team or two that makes sense you're going to get the guys at much lower ownership than you would have so if the game does go off uh it's a pretty plus ev move and and if it doesn't go off it's just a, a gamble you're willing to take in a gpp but in cash games i just hate zeros for me uh, I, I said on, on, on this morning's show on Sirius with you, it's all about plate appearances. You want to maximize those at-bats. And to get a guy who's going to get zero at-bats, it just crushes your probabilities of winning on a night. And it's interesting. Tonight I used as my second pitcher over DraftKings, uh, Carlos Martinez, which was an epic fail, and, of course, <laughs> Alex Wood as my uh, second pitcher. Both those guys were failing. And when I see the uh, – in true fashion of uh, – the Kentucky Derby, which happened this weekend, Willie Shoemaker for the Angels has five strikeouts in four innings. Ain't that the way it works? I, I was with you on Carlos Martinez. I actually like to play Buckholz a lot, but the weather scared me off a little bit, and he would have ended up being a lot better choice, even though he didn't pitch great. He, he had a mediocre outing for a really cheap price tag, so uh, that one backfired on me. He was positive points. That's all we needed was positive yeah, points. Yeah. 
We try to turn it around tomorrow. Steven Strasburg and Matt Latos go at it. Seven total in Washington. Strasburg, a 160 favorite. Latos, of course, we've all heard about the drop in velocity, uh, but he's gotten a little better in the last couple starts than he started the year off. Yeah, I'm I'm always picking on Latos. Uh, the velocity still is right where it was last year, averaging just under 91 miles per hour on the fastball, which for him is down. He's consistently around uh, in between like 92 and a half and 93 miles per hour for his career. So the, the velocity hasn't come back. And if we look at the results, he's giving up 30% line drives, and that's through four starts. And all those are at the expense of ground balls. So it's not like uh, he's trading off some fly balls for line drives. He, he's keeping as many fly balls as he's already giving up, and now he's giving up more aerial contact and hard aerial contact. So he's a guy I really like to stack against in tournaments. The totals are kind of low, so you, you don't want to go crazy on it in cash games. But uh, the, the guy I saw on DraftKings, Bryce Harper, $4,300, uh, that's a nice guy as a stack filler, just a lone player in this game to take. That gives you a ton of individual upside at priced with players that are just not as good offensive players as him that happen to be in better environments or priced up. So he, he's someone I'm looking to utilize. Then you have the Cincinnati Reds, Pittsburgh Pirates, Michael Lorenzen and Jeff Locke. Locke has problems with right-handed bats. You get Todd Frazier and Billy Hamilton in play, but you get a park shift that ain't great there. Pittsburgh a 150 favorite against the unknown Lorenzen. Yeah, Locke's been pitching pretty well this year, too. He's one of those guys that I've come around to not picking on him as much as I want to. It just doesn't seem to work out. Uh, he's not as bad as I think he is, and that's because he's kind of an extreme ground ball pitcher, and sometimes those guys have a fortunate bat at first career. He has a batting average of balls and play at 289, so that's on the low end of the the average spectrum, which is between 290 and 310 for pitchers. So uh, this is a situation where I'm probably not going to pick on Locke, but I'm certainly not going to use him either. On the other end, Lorenzen really struggled with the long ball in his MLB debut last time out. He gave up a few homers, uh, but but now he gets to pitch in Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati. So uh, this this strikes me as a tournament stack for the Pirates, but there's probably going to be some better offensive environments we're going to focus on in cash games despite the struggles Lorenzen had in his opening start. The New York Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays go at it tomorrow night. Michael Pineda, a 120 favorite, eight and a half total. Marcus Estrada is a, a big fly ball pitcher. Be interested to see uh, if the Yankees can take this guy deep uh, here. And Pineda has been strong as ever, but pitching in Toronto, probably a guy laying off. Yeah, you're not going to want to pick on Pineda. He's been just excellent this year, 9.19 Ks per nine and only .57 walks per nine. He didn't walk anyone last year either, uh, except this year now he's getting ground balls, 255% ground ball rate. Just everything's working for Pineda right now. Uh, he, he's going to be a great tournament play, um, but not someone I'm picking on in cash games. And I, I could even see throwing him as a second pitcher on DraftKings, he's $7,600. I know it's not a great environment, not a great matchup, but the skills have just been so strong early on that I'd be willing to at least consider that as a second starting pitcher there. 
Mike Leone, Tony Sincotta, giving you the best in a daily fantasy baseball information. We're going over Tuesday, May 5th matchups and what you need to do to be successful on the day. Shelby Miller goes for the Atlanta Braves against the Philadelphia Phillies. 147 favorite is Miller, a 7 total. Miller's a guy that I uh, told everyone to draft coming into the season, and he had a good record, but what scared me was he had, a, uh, through his first four starts, he had a K per nine rate in the sixes, and then his walk rate was in the high threes. And I'm saying, well, the rest of the numbers are good. This is not good. But then the last dot, we saw him go out and strike people out and pitch like the Shelby Miller, I thought, would come in. This guy was the top prospect in the Cardinals organization, only 24 years of age. People forgot about him in what looks like a really good matchup. Yeah, he had an outstanding rookie year, and people just kind of expected him to progress last year, and he, he really didn't. The K's fell off, the walks went off, and then the hope coming into this season, as you mentioned, was going over to Atlanta with a great pitching staff, new, new change of scenery that maybe he'd find his old ways. And early on, he didn't. But overall, it looks like he's settling in somewhere in between 2013 and 2014. And uh, the K's are starting to come up just a little bit, like you mentioned. But the swing and strike rate at 8.1%, it's a nine of his career mark. It's still a little bit disappointing. Um, and, and not to, to jump back to that Yankee-Blue Jays game, because I wanted to mention it, but I forgot. But Marco Estrada, he just gives up long balls left and right. He gave up 1.39 oh, yeah. per nine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 1.39 home runs per nine to right-handed batters since 2012 and 1.44 to left-handed batters. So really, you, you could pick on Estrada with anyone left side, right side of the plate from the Yankees tomorrow night. And it, it's kind of crazy because you look at how poor the Blue Jays pitching has been to the start of the year and the injuries they've had, yet Estrada, a guy with some experience, couldn't make the rotation. He was left in the bullpen. Yeah, and they, they've just had so many issues with Norris and Sanchez on the back end that he, he's forced into action, and it's not a good ballpark for him for a guy who's very fly ball risky. So there, there's a ton of upside with the Yankees. It's Mike Leone, Tony Sicata, DailyRoto.com, and, of course, also on the FantasySportsNetwork.com. You can check out the podcast Monday through Friday at DailyRoto.com and on the Fantasy Sports Network at 1.30. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about, you've got it, Wandy Rodriguez. What could be better than that? You can't go get a cup of coffee where you might miss Wandy Rodriguez. Welcome back to the Daily Roto Podcast. And, Mike, we talked about Wandy Rodriguez. Wandy, I don't even know how old he is anymore. Like, I have no idea. I think it's, I think I had his baseball card when I was a little kid. Yeah, he's getting up there. I was surprised to see him even and make a rotation this year, to be honest, especially when he got caught. I think he was with Atlanta, and he got caught, and I kind of thought that might be it, and then uh, I ended up getting thrust into this Texas rotation. It's a nine total, Wandy Rodriguez and Scott Feldman going at it. Uh, you look at that, and we had a left-handed go for Texas tonight. Ross Detweiler shut down the Astros for the most part. Altuve and Spring got on the first inning, and the sacrifice fly by Evan Gaddis, and that was it. That was it. That was the whole night. I know. I really expected more, especially with that decent first inning, but uh, I would go back to the well with the Astros. There's just so much upside when this team faces left-handed pitching, especially bad left-handed pitching. Uh, we, we've talked about it before, but 
steals and homers. All through this lineup, someone can either steal a base, hit a home run, or do both. And these are event players. Uh, one or two of these guys can go off and give you a, a double-digit point total on FanDuel, uh, 20-plus points on DraftKings pretty easily with just uh, one set of events in one particular inning just because of the way that they play. And you look at Wendy Rodriguez. I looked up the age, 36. And so far in two starts, he's walked as many guys as he's struck out. Um, he's got a fifth of 5.70. The XFIP's right around there. Uh, only two starts, those aren't great. But if you look at the projection system, Zips and Steamer, they both have him projected for around a five ERA and struggling giving up the long ball. Yeah, and that's a Dominican Republic 36, so that could be anything. <laughs> yeah, we're just not sure. <laughs> Drew Smiley and Rick Porcello go at it. Uh, Tampa and Boston, 127 total. Hanley Ramirez did injure his shoulder in tonight's game. Uh, dislocated shoulder. No, shoulder sprain on that one, so I'm not exactly sure uh, what it means there uh, with Hanley Ramirez. And definitely a different Boston Red Sox lineup if he's out going against the lefty Drew Smiley. And Porcello is a guy uh, that puts balls in play, but not a lot to write home about with the uh, with the uh, Tampa offense, I did have Joey Butler in one lineup tonight. I needed a two thousand dollar player, and I uh, I just used him. Uh, that didn't work out very well, did it? He had a home run. Did he really? Oh my yeah. goodness! I saw him struck out a couple of times, and I, I was excited. <laughs> now I got I got my face. Look at you, Tony, picking out the two K punt home run players. Yeah, I know. What? Can you imagine that? <laughs> and it was only based on Clay Buckles. Like, you have a 6'5", 250-pound guy. He's had, like, 13 at-bats in two years at the major league level. And you say, you know what? If you're going to go with a $2,000 player, I always go with the attribute. He's got to at least be able to get the ball out of the park. Yeah, I think that's a good call. And You, you had the wind blowing out tonight. Um, pretty good temperature for, for hitters as well. So that that's the reason I came off Clay Buckholz, which, which in retrospect uh, would have been a lot better than Carlos Martinez's negative points. But so that's a smart move targeting a 2K player that, like you said, give, give me someone that can at least hit the ball out of the park. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, because we it, talked about yeah we talked about a little bit on the show this morning is that you know when you, you look at these statistics and you look at these averages, it does no good if you have singles. Even a two for four effort at FanDuel, right, is is great in baseball. Five hundred. Well, if you get two singles and you get out twice, that's a one and a half. That ain't gonna win you anything. Yeah, if you're punting, you want to go one of two directions. One, a guy in a great lineup spot out of nowhere that is on a team with a high team total who can who can chip away. He can get on base or run, get an autograph, just because he's going to be in, in such a great spot because of the team surrounding him and, and their expected success. Or you want to go the other way like you did tonight and, and get a guy that's either going to steal bases or hit home runs. But a guy who's just a decent on-base guy who's hitting seventh in a lineup, the upside there is so low that it's probably not worth it. And a guy that I think could be a real good cheap pump play even in cash games, we talked about Hanley Ramirez's shoulder. He's probably not going to play tomorrow night. If Alan Craig moves up in that order for Boston into the top five or six because of the hole left by Hanley, he's a guy who's hit left-handed pitching really well throughout his career, and that was in St. Louis. He's in a little bit of a better ballpark, especially for right-handed batters at Fenway. He's only $2,700 on DraftKings, where sometimes it's hard to find uh, a sub-3K player who's legitimately talented. 
Now is a game where we wait for both pitches to fail, and they haven't done it this year. Baltimore and the New York Mets, seven total, Bartolo Colon and Bud Norris. People like to pick on them, but they're saying, hey, we're pretty good. Stay away from us. Yeah, the total in this game is just seven, even though it's pushing seven and a half, and this is one of those games for me written all over it. Don't take these pitchers, but don't feel like you have to pick on them in cash games either. If you're going to, you want to look at the left-handed bats, probably from the Mets side in particular, uh, Daniel Murphy, Lucas Duda. But for the most part, this game isn't too DFS relevant, at least for me. I absolutely agree. Got to pick on people elsewhere. Tonight we saw Clayton Kershaw strike out the first four batters, make it to the seventh without allowing a run. Then it all went downhill, and Zach Greinke takes the hill against the Brewers tomorrow and Matt Gazer. The Brewers have everybody back except Jonathan LaCroix. Do you feel like this is maybe we're thinking that this is a lineup that's a lot worse than it actually is now that everybody's healthy? I think that's partially the case, but I still don't think they're going to be very good. Uh, I wouldn't go overboard. I don't think they're an auto start. Uh, Aramis is starting to hit. Braun is starting to hit a little bit. You've got Gomez back. Uh, but, but keep in mind, Jeanette is also out, and he was a really quality left-handed bat for them against right-handed pitching. So I still think Grinke is in a really good spot, but if I had to pick between him and Strasburg, I'll take Strasburg, who's at home uh, over over Grinke on the road and a little bit of a tougher pitcher's part. I know last time we did the podcast, we we had Scherzer versus Harvey, and you got you ended up beating me out on that one. Scherzer had so many more strikeouts, but who you yeah who you got tomorrow, Grinke or uh, Strasburg? Uh, you know what, I, Zach Grinke, I got to go with every single time. This guy just doesn't get the credit he deserves to be a top pitcher. He's consistent. I'm going there. You're not going to believe this. Stevie Vaught hit another home run tonight, earlier tonight. He just got up with a game 8-6, to six, and he hit the ball as far as you can hit it with not it not leaving the park. It goes off the wall. It's 8-7. Glenn Perkins is in the game, man on second. Two outs. What the heck's going on? I remember when Stevie Vaught was the 2,300 platoon player that we could put in last year in Daily Fantasy. I don't know what's going on with this power. I think the home run tonight was a grand slam, and it was his seventh yep. of the season. Uh he was a, a good DFS player for us last year, but he had just a 152 ISO, nine home runs in 84 games, and now he's got seven and almost had an eighth in his 25th game. So uh, he's re- he's really in a groove, and he, you look at his plate discipline. He's walking more than he's struck out. His walk rate's up to 15%. Uh, his line drive rate's 25%. So there's some looks like there may be some skills growth that's actually backing this up, and it's not just some, some kind of crazy hot streak. Uh, I, I doubt he'll keep hitting at this rate, but there may be reason to believe that there's more power here than what he flashed in the 84 games last year. Yeah, I'm so I'm not I'm not happy with Carlos Martinez. I'm uh, right on the <laughs> fringe. Yeah, I'm not. On, I'm right on the fringe of cashing in my 50-50s. And I don't have any other players unless Stevie Vaught can get into extra innings. And uh, but he's got pinched run for us, so that that actually won't help. So I don't have any other players left, and I'm right on the fringe of cashing with a f- minus 5.55, as Carlos Martinez was actually owned by 41% in tonight's uh, 50-50 matchup over DraftKings. Yeah, and the Cubs. I was talking about this on Twitter. The Cubs and the Astros. These are two teams that seem like we're either mini-stacking them on a night or we're picking on them, and that's because 
They've got two high upside offenses, but they both swing and miss a ton. So they're very DFS relevant on both both ends of the spectrum. Um, but but back to this Milwaukee Dodgers game. I can't believe Jock Peterson's price tag. It really hasn't moved too much upward. He is seems like he's leading off with a home run every single game. He's in a great hitting park in Milwaukee with a suspect right-handed pitcher in Matt Garza, who's certainly in, in the declining years of his career. Yeah, he absolutely is. And Jock Peterson's been absolutely insane. And you, you imagine that the guy was hitting eighth and he has the same price hitting the leadoff. Yeah, and he, I think he was 3900 tonight because I had to pick between him and Springer, and I, I went with Springer. Luckily, I at least had Jock on DraftKings. But looking at the pricing for tomorrow, Jock's down to 3700 So he went, he went up a little bit, but he came back down a little bit despite just pretty much homering every single game. <laughs> Absolutely getting it done. Oakland and Minnesota go at it again tomorrow. Minnesota's been on it offensively. Uh, eight and a half total here, 108. Jesse Chavez and Trevor May, two guys pitching pretty well. Yeah, I'm surprised that the total's at eight and a half. I think Chavez is a solid pitcher. I mean, maybe not a great pitcher, but he's not someone that uh, you it would stick out to me to pick on, especially in a, in a big ballpark. And Trevor May, he gives up a lot of hard-hit contact, but he's missing a lot more bats this year. His, his K rate supported by a, a growth in swinging strike rate. Another guy I just picked up in, in a bunch of NFBC leagues, I'm a little bit nervous about this two-start week for him. I, I certainly think that the A's are going to be a, a nice contrarian stack in tournaments. But for cash games, another game that I'm probably not going to have much activity, we'll have to see where Steven Vogt's price tag is at, the way he's been hitting. Uh, with the platoon edge again. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm surprised this game has an eight-and-a-half total. I think it goes under. Tyson Ross having a tough time tonight. Three innings pitched. He's allowed five hits and two walks and just actually walked in a run. Uh, so we'll see how that one goes. The stack tonight was the St. Louis Cardinals, who have just taken the lead in the seventh inning, 10-8 to eight over the Chicago Cubs, as uh, they absolutely uh, got it done. And they're still hammering the ball around. So they should have kept Carlos Martinez, and we could have at least got the W. Yeah, I'm disappointed that Johnny Peralta is not doing a little bit more. He's got me three and a half fan duel points. Oh, he, but... he he made a huge error in this game on a pop fly to him. Well, he, I mean, how does a pro not player? Not... Was that when Carlo Carmar was still in? No, that was no. It was later in the game. Uh, Chris Coglin scored on the play from third. I don't know how a pro player drops a fly ball to them. I don't know. There's a lot going on. They have so many of them. We only see the ones they drop. I'm well, I'm being pro player here. I'm yeah, pro being player. an apologist. <laughs> Shane Green, the bloom has wore off in Chicago. Great hit his ballpark. Jeff Samaja taking the hill here. Eight total. Samaja one ten favorite here. Uh, you know, it's a good hit his ballpark, and you look at it from an offensive standpoint. Adam Eaton, of course, has had injuries, been uh, terrible. He'd be a guy against Shane Green I would take a shot on. Uh, but that being said, not a lot to love uh, that stands out. But you've got to love some guys in this ballpark. And the Detroit Tigers against Samaja. Samaja's not a guy that worries me when you talk about the elite hitters from the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I'm looking probably, like you said, the left-handed bats for White Sox guys like Eden, Melky Cabrera, who are, who are real cheap, uh, hitting towards the top of the lineup. Even Adam LaRoche, if you want to stick in 
uh, a top-tier starting pitcher. LaRoche is a good guy to get salary cap relief. Maybe not on DraftKings where their pricing is a bit more aggressive based on matchup than Park, but over on FanDuel, his price price tag at $2,500 is favorable. I see he's day-to-day, so we'll have to make sure he's in the lineup. $2,500, Jesus. i got to get a gun in the yeah. I mean, that's that near minimum price for a uh, cleanup hitter in the South versus a guy in Shangreen who's allowed a 343 weighted on base average to left hand batters for his career. He's having a tough time missing bats this year, something that he kind of did as a surprise last year, which is why people had him as a sleeper, myself included, coming into this year. But he hasn't been able to uh, sustain that success. Swinging strike rate's only 7.5%. So. Uh, that drop is pretty legitimate as, as the way I see it right now. All right, now's the test. we got a game where you have two stats that can collide. Danny Salazar strikes people out. The Kansas City Royals lead baseball in being the stingiest strikeout team with 14% on the year. How do you look at this one? I think that the Royals' offense is not great. They don't put up a ton of runs, and I wouldn't be afraid to use Salazar's here. But his price has risen too quick in, in the daily fantasy, so I won't use him. But I wouldn't be afraid to put him out there. Yeah, the big thing with Salazar's velocity is back. When he really struggled last year, there was a dip in velocity. And I saw early on that he's one of the velocity risers. He's back up to 96 miles per hour, uh, which he was when he had his great season in 2013, his great partial season. And he was down to about 94.5 last season when he really struggled and ended up bouncing uh, back and forth between the minors. But I'm I'm avoiding him. I, I don't like guys who, as much as I love strikeouts, and I love strikeouts probably more than anyone, guys like him worry me against contact teams because the pitch count piles up. I think he had success against them recently, but I wouldn't expect it to happen again. But we see, we're seeing right now with Tyson Ross struggling against the Giants, even though it's a great park because he's a strikeout pitcher, but he'll also walk some guys, and he these teams that don't strike out, his pitch count ends up piling up because he's not putting hitters away and, and then would-be strikeouts are turning into walks. And I, I could see it going poorly for Salazar, and the K upside isn't huge. With the rising price tag, I'll probably avoid him in cash games. Then you have the Chicago Cubs, St. Louis Cardinals, Tyler Lyons, Kyle Hendricks in this one, eight total here. Uh, a game that I probably look to avoid uh, here with Tyler Lyons, though, it does give me the opportunity uh, to go after some of the right-handed bats, but not a great ballpark for hits. No, but if you can get Chris Bryant at a tag, I know he hasn't homered yet, but this is a guy with huge power. He's $3,500 on FanDuel. I I don't mind simply playing the skill set when a guy has the platoon edge and not worrying too much about the, the contextual factors such as the ballpark and, and the team total. So he he was definitely a target on FanDuel. And even though you want to pay up for a top starting pitcher on FanDuel, Strasburg and Granke aren't crazy priced. You've got Granke at $10,100, Strasburg going at $9,500. You plug Strasburg in, you can still average 3200 per player. Uh, third base hasn't been a great position this year. So Chris Bryan is someone keep an eye on if you're not paying up for like a Nolan Arenado, who's point obviously in a great matchup at home and course, most likely against Cole Mentor. Arizona and Colorado, you can go to dailyroto.com and get the premium subscription and read yesterday's. I think it'll be the same today. 
Yeah, my job's easy tomorrow. I can just copy and paste all the things through, assuming the, the starting pitchers hold. Oh, I'm sure Arizona, they will. I'm, yeah, Arizona's not going to run to get Robbie Ray in the rotation. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're going to see Cole Mentor for sure for Arizona. Rockies, maybe they switch up. I don't really see any reason why they would skip Matzak. Yeah, and with, with Matzak on the mound, you want to look at all the right-handed bats here. Uh, A.J. Pollock, Trumbo, Goldschmidt's definitely the top overall bat. Whether you can squeeze them in or not is a different story. It's a 15-game slate. You might want to build a more balanced lineup. But I would say in a vacuum, he's still a great value at that price. Like in terms of his expected production against the price tag, even at $6,100 on FanDuel, $5,700 on DraftKings. I think that's good. It's just a matter of if he forces you to do not so good things with the rest of your roster. And then you have the Seattle Mariners, Los Angeles Angels, James Paxton, who struggled out through the year. Garrett Richards uh, taking the hill here. 137 total A favorite is Garrett Richards, 7.5 here. You know, Richards is a guy that people expected big things once he got healthy. Uh, He looks like he's back with the velocity. Not going to jump on him with any Seattle bats. And James Paxton has looked terrible. Other than paying for the big uh, price of a guy like Mike Trout, which I probably wouldn't do based on having a game in Colorado, I don't see a lot of action in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a bad park. Uh, A couple of pitchers. We certainly don't trust James Paxton. Uh, Maybe maybe you get Pujols in a tournament at at a low tag if he's back in the lineup. He's another guy on FanDuel with their soft pricing. $3,000 is pretty ridiculous for him. Uh, hitting hitting cleanup, lefty-righty matchup, uh, struggling guy in James Paxton. That, that's just such a cheap price. I don't even know what to say. I, I'm stumbling because so I'm just looking at the price and, and kind of can't believe it. So he's certainly on your radar there. Probably more of a tournament option on drafting, so. And then, yeah, San Diego, San Francisco, Andrew Kashner, Ryan Vogelsong. I guess if you want to go contrarian, Steven Strasburg, and you don't want to go with Zach Greinke, Andrew Kashner would be the next guy that you fall in line with. San Francisco, as poor as they are offensively, they have not struck out uh, as one of the top leaders in the league uh, this far for strikeouts. So Kashner, a little bit of a tougher play, uh, but you'd get a consistent effort from him. Yeah, and with him, you're you're getting more than just the strikeouts. He doesn't walk people. I don't see if he is unable to generate strikeouts because of this pesky Giants team that puts the ball in play. I don't see that adversely affecting him as much as it would another pitcher who who's really banking on those strikeouts for all his outs. Uh, Kashner can get it done by generating weak contact, really high ground ball rates throughout his career, around 50%. That's right where it's around this year. And I, I love targeting guys who have seen an uptick in velocity. Uh, And and he's throwing a lot harder this year, and he's finally getting the swing and misses we've kind of all hoped for based on his velocity in previous seasons. And that's backed up by the swing and strike rate. It's 11.7%, which is right in line with a guy who's going to strike out about a batter per inning. Congratulations to Dallas Keuchel, named Pitcher of the Month, 3-0 with an 0.73 ERA. Uh, also, uh, Karen Cole was 4-0 with a 1.75 ERA. Two guys getting it done. Yeah, uh, Keiko should have had the win tonight as well, but it, I think the, blue, the bullpen blew it for him. 
It was, I don't know if did the bullpen blow for him or was he still in when Tatis got that He let up, yeah, he let up the tying run. He was in for the tying run. Yeah, no run support. That was a tough night if you're trying to get a win. Yeah, Ross Detweiler, what the hell is going on there? It shocked the heck out of me tonight. Yeah, I think you just chalk that one up to variance. There, there was really nothing that anyone can go back and say, oh, well, you should have seen this and not taking Astros. It, if you think that, you just got lucky. <laughs> you just got lucky. Mike, what's going on at DailyRoto.com? What can the uh, listeners go out and check over at DailyRoto.com? Like you said, to open the show, we've got a little bit of everything. We've got Ricky Sanders. You're still pumping out some basketball content if you're playing playoff NBA DFS. Uh, every day of the week, we've got something for MLB. Tomorrow, Jake Seeley will have his picks, which are free. We've got the premium content every single day. And the forums are, are always bumping with with a range of topics. We've got a long NFL draft thread that's still going on. People are talking about that. We We have a new MLB thread each day of the week. So it's a great way to learn from other people, see what other people are seeing, and also making your own voice heard. Yeah, in the Chicago uh, Bulls, I understood beat the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. I did not see the game with all the baseball action going on, but the Bulls up one nothing. Yeah, and I know Drew was pretty happy about that. He's being subdued on Twitter, I see. He doesn't want to like, get too excited, but I know inside he's he's pretty pumped about this Bulls series. He's taking it like he's been there before. Yeah, and and I'm sure this Cubs blown victory kind of brought him back down to earth quickly, even though it wasn't nearly as important as the Bulls game. So what's the deal with Drew Dinkmeyer rooting for Chicago teams when he lives in Southern Florida? So his family's originally from Florida, so we can give him a pass on that. Oh, you mean originally from Chicago? Or originally? Yeah, I'm sorry, originally from Chicago. So it wasn't like he just randomly picked Chicago. Yeah. He, he has a, a good reason. And, I mean, if you're growing up in Florida, who wants to root for those teams, right? All right. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's funny, but fantasy has definitely taken away from my love of my teams because uh, half the time I talk about it all the time, in the regular season, I don't even know what place these teams are in. But when the playoffs come, I, I end up, you know, rooting for my teams. Is that is that like a bandwagon fan? I mean, I guess it depends what sport. Like, I'm a Blue Jays fan, but it's hard when you're playing DFS on a nightly basis. There's so many games and there's money on the line that so I'll be honest, I'm probably a worse real fan than I used to be when it comes to baseball because it's hard to tie the fact that, okay, if you lose one game tonight but I win some money in DFS, it's okay. <laughs> when it comes yeah. to football and the Bills, though, only 16 games. They got to win every one. I don't care who I have in DFS. I completely block it out when I'm cheering for them. Oh, he's a Bills fan by heart, so you just will definitely go for that. It'll be interesting to see how the NFL comes out this year. Of course, you've got a new coach, you've got a great defense, and you're still looking for a quarterback. Oh, wait. <laughs> Guys, make sure you check out DailyRoto.com tomorrow. I believe there will be no Wednesday. Definitely by Wednesday, we'll have some golf coverage from Pat Mayo. Uh, big tournament this weekend, the Tournament Players Championship, right out here in Florida. Yeah, and Mayo will have content. Daniel Dolbich will have some free content, and uh, uh, Gord Mania is a Daily Roto user who does just excellent golf stuff in the forum. So uh, we'll have three different sources of free content to help you set your lineups for the week. His name is Gord Mania. That's his username. Is Gord Mania? Oh, he was I actually, thought maybe. 
think he was for the Masters tournament after like day one. He was right up there in that million dollar tournament. Wow, wow! I think he should have had the the real life name God Mania. He should just change his name and and create a buzz about himself. I think that's the way to get noticed. I'll let him know. Maybe maybe we'll we'll bring him on <laughs> full time then if he makes the name change. Shows us that dedication. I think if he makes a name change, I'd actually purchase a Good Mania T-shirt. If I could get like a Good Mania DailyRoto.com T-shirt, I would wet wear that. We'll have to add him on that. He's our our design marketing guy that gets the Good Mania shirts <laughs> rolling out there. I'm sure he's got a big family. They'd probably purchase a couple of T-shirts. It'd go great. I think we'll absolutely love it, guys. You listen to the Daily Roto podcast. We got to get out of here. Uh, some night we'll see if Gordon Manny is around. We'll bring him on, see how he's doing. We'll think about the name change and make it happen. Stay tuned for tomorrow's podcast. As tomorrow we'll have Trent Fasina from FantasyAces.com joining us, talking about everything that's gone over at Fantasy Aces, according. Uh, $250,000 live a final over there. You can qualify on Friday night at FantasyAces.com. We're out of here.